everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Entelechy Podcast. Uh, I am your humble host, Paul Lado, and today we're having a little bit of talk about owning your own shit. You know, I think uh, as people, we are absolutely positively obsessed with, um, you know, uh, always being happy, things like Maybe the things that make us the best are sometimes the things that make us the worst. So we're going to have a little bit of a chat about that. Um, I'm also going to play some awesome music. And of course, the rules of engagement are, uh, I don't do research. This is opinion-based podcasting. And I swear a lot. Fuck shit, ask cunt boobs. So if you don't like swearing, if swearing really upsets you, then you probably need to be looking at a totally different podcast. So... I hope you guys stay with me for the next hour. I hope you guys enjoy yourselves and we will be back soon. Let's take them back to 1982 just quickly. I came into this world and my ma thought, I'm going to name this little boy Paul. Plain old boring old Paul. And I always thought, if I had a different name, would my life be different? Like, imagine if I had a name. Jimmy Ricard evolved from the jungle, become the king of the cards, king of the castle, king of the barstool. Life by all, nobody thinks he's an asshole. Pass the parcel to Jimmy. Everybody pass quicker than getting off of a glass of kill candy, if anything. Jimmy's the man of the millennium. No two men can better him, not even Lenny and Carl. I put a penny in the jar, I swear he's rare. Singing Henny in your mini bar face at the cinema like Andy Garcia. But compared to Jimmy, Andy, so last year. And there's nothing you can do, you gotta love him You gotta love him, it's Jay Hard, Jimmy Picard Raise your glass for the king of the bar It's Jay Hard, Jimmy Picard Women swinging their bras, ladies swinging their bra for Jay Hard, Jimmy Picard All my people singing their bra, her bra for Jay Everything he touches turns to gold, it's amazing. Best in the yummy side, like Jay Z, pushing up daisies. A breath of fresh air, the best there is. Like an enemy, and let 
electric chair and live untouchable. He never perished. Reason one luck was full. He was the fairest of them all. I mirror, mirror on the wall. I mirror upon the on the ball. Mom comes up with four when his name's like Jimmy. Any plan or gimmick, every man will mimic Jimmy. Opening my doors in the Jimmy. That's why he's always fucking swimming in his winnings. The name's ringing in your ears, man, isn't it? Living in jealousy like a prisoner to visitors. He was oblivious to sunshine day night. Would my luck change if I was given a name like Jay? Jay, Jimmy Ricard. Raise your glass for the king of the bar. It's Jay, Jimmy Ricard. Women swinging their bras, ladies swinging their bra for Jay, Jimmy
Right, we are back. And today we're talking about, um, I guess, the, the pursuit of happiness and the fallacy around the pursuit of happiness. And in a lot of ways, I think it's almost a stupid quest to try and be happy. I think in a lot of ways, society has told us that, you know, happiness is this ultimate thing. Pleasure is this ultimate thing. Um, you know, having the biggest car, the best house, being the most beautiful, the most talented, all these things are phenomenal. And this is what we should aim for at all times. And in a lot of ways, this is a lie. This is a fallacy. Um, there is a book out there called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which is actually a really interesting book. I've read it a few times. And one of the things that Mark Manson says in that, the author, is we tend to focus on the things that we don't have. And that's actually a very negative thing, right, for us to continuously focus on the things we don't have. Because what it does is it's constantly giving us an, a nev negative feedback that we don't have those things. And it actually makes us feel worse. Um, and society has told us, you know, uh, you, you have to be talented. You have to be have six-pack abs and be the most beautiful woman there is and this and that. And so when you don't have those things and you are obsessing on them, what it's actually doing, it's actually robbing you of your happiness. It's actually very negative to constantly be doing things that remind you of what you don't have or what you are not. When in actual fact, if you take inventory of yourself and the things that you are, you'll actually find that you are some awesome things. You're an awesome friend, maybe an awesome mum or an awesome dad. You know, you got some crazy mad skills. You everything from being able to touch your tongue to your nose to being able to climb a mountain. But we don't look at all those positives. We just continuously focus on the negatives. I'm not smart enough. I'm not rich enough. Uh, you know, my car is ten years old, etc., etc., etc. And so what happens is we're constantly stuck in this feedback loop of working on things that are negative and constantly reminding ourselves of what we don't have as opposed to what we do have. And I think in a lot of ways, this leads to a certain form of ongoing depression. And I'm no different. I, I suffer from it as much as anyone else does. Uh, things go wrong, you know, uh, and I you know, I get depressed, I get moody, I get sad, I'm struck with grief, you know. Um, and so what I have to do is I have to go away and I have to give myself time to process these things. And uh, eventually I go, you know what, That that's enough. But you do need that time to kind of process rejection and anger and fear and grief and all these things. And the important thing I think at the moment is to own those feelings, understand that it's okay to be depressed, it's okay to be scared, it's okay to feel rejected, and it's okay to feel fear and anger and all those things. These emotions are emotions that are hardwired into us. What is not okay is to, one, let that stuff simmer forever and ever, and at the same time, uh, let it dominate your actions and your emotions. You know, uh, how many times have you heard of that guy or that girl that got rejected by that guy or that girl? And so what they do is they just go out and they just find someone to make them feel better short term. That's bad, dude. That's bad for you. It's bad for the other person that you're basically using to just make yourself feel better. And that's because society has told us you've got to feel happy all the time. You've got to feel better all the time. Seek pleasure, seek pleasure. No, no. Your development, 
the best version of you will only come through adversity and heartache and sadness and fear because that will force you to surpass these feelings. This will force you to move past it, to resist, and that will make you a stronger person. That will make you a better person. A couple and uh, we'll be back soon.
we are back and we're talking about the roadmap to unhappiness or the benefits of unhappiness. And a lot of this, I think, in some ways comes back to our self-image and how we view ourselves, you know. And, you know, I've, I've probably said this on this show ad nauseum, but I think a lot of these problems come from the fact that we look for happiness and validation external to ourselves and not within ourselves, right? Um, I think in a lot of ways we define ourselves by the car we own, the house we own, the person we're with or married to or our partners or whatever. We never actually stop to ask ourselves, really, is that me? Because your car is in you, your house is in you, your partner is in you. You are you. So I think a lot of this comes down to redefining our self-image. Um, and that's kind of hard for me to convey to you guys in words, but... I'll use myself, I guess, as an example. Um, if I really want something and that thing that I want doesn't eventuate for whatever reason, maybe through my doing or the doing of, of someone else or, or just the fates, right? Straight away, you know, you get depressed, you, you get angry, you get sad, you get depressed, you get grief, you get all this other shit. So what I often do is one, first thing I do, one, is I take a long, deep breath, right? Sometimes I take more than one, man. Sometimes I have to breathe, close my eyes and I just breathe, right? Because that slows down my heart rate and slowing down my heart rate forces me to think clearer and forcing me to think clearer makes me more logical as opposed to emotional. Two is I realize this, expect nothing. You guys have heard me talk about Stoic philosophy. I think we have these expectations, but I think the moment we expect and it doesn't turn out, it's very crushing for us. So if we don't expect anything, then it's a hell of a lot easier if it doesn't happen. Well, we never expected it in the first place, right? And so when something does happen, it's such a beautiful, pleasant surprise. Then we have got uh, I've got the other thing that I do, which is I reject my sense of injury, whether it's external to myself or whether it's internal to myself, right? I reject that I'm injured. If someone did something or said something to try and hurt me, I just don't accept it. If I fucked up, instead of sitting here going, you stupid asshole, you dumb fucker, right? Just go, you know what? You made a mistake. It was the wrong call. Don't kill yourself over it. Life is short. Go enjoy it, right? The fourth thing I do is I always remind myself that this is not the end, right? This is just one part of my life, and it's already sinking into the past. One minute ago, one day ago, one week ago, one month ago, one year ago, and that I have a finite amount of time in this world, so I can either waste it worrying about things or I can just move on and use it as an opportunity to learn something, to extract some lessons, and to become a better person and try better next time and think better next time and measure twice and cut once. And then I take another deep breath, I get up and make a cup of coffee and I move right along. Because here's the thing, guys, your life is short. Memento mori, remember death. Your life is short. And things are going to happen and you're not going to be able to control them, right? And you can get really angry about it and really pissed off about it and just hate it. 
or you can work on your self-image. And I'm not talking about applying Rippy or, you know, guys, you know, bench pressing. I'm talking about the way you see yourself and the way you see your world around you. You are fallible. Maybe you're never going to have a six-pack. <clears throat> Maybe you're never going to win a Nobel Peace Prize. Maybe you're never going to be the prettiest or the smartest or the toughest. But you're always going to be you. Right, and you're always going to have some great strengths and some great weaknesses. Your self-image, I think, comes from a healthy understanding and acceptance of what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, and being able to make peace with yourself in being that. That's why I don't worry about, you know, the latest clothes or the latest haircuts or how beautiful I look. I just do me. And as long as that makes me happy, then I will continue to be happy. I focus I focus on experiences, not things, right? I want to experience stuff. That is how I deal with my self-image. And I hope this little segment has given you guys some ideas on how to deal with your own. So I'm going to play a couple of songs and uh, we'll be back soon. Hi, everyone. This song's called You and it's by Keaton Henson and it's beautiful. Um, I hope you like it. Remember your life 
yourself and your thoughts in the night If you must work Work to leave some part of you on this earth Bumbling. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Mm-hmm. Look at this plane to go. Yeah. Come. Yeah. And yeah. moment now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just a ticking clock. Now oh, that's that's. That's, that's good. That was the fire fight. It's wrong. Yeah. Ready. Sing me to sleep. Sing me to sleep. I'm tired and I I want to go to bed Sing me to sleep Sing me to sleep And then leave me alone Don't try to wake me in the morning Cause I will be to go Sing me to sleep Sing me to sleep I don't want to wake up on my own anymore Sing to me to me I don't want to wake up on my own anymore Don't feel bad for me
Right, we're back, and I want to do a shout out to some of our wonderful show sponsors. Um, Tracks Restaurants. Now, Tracks Restaurants at 533 Nepean Highway, Bomb Beach, and Zanko at 627 Nepean Highway in Karam. Um, it's pretty much, uh, you know, Monday nights and Wednesday nights are Palmer night, uh, Thursday nights are steak night at Tracks. They're between 20 to 25. Uh, dollars for a massive Palmer and, um, you know, a drink and uh, steaks are the same, somewhere between 20 and $25 and a, a, a drink as well. At Zanko, just turn it on its head, homies. So, um, you know what I mean? I think it's uh, Tuesday nights and Thursday nights are uh, Palmer night and Monday nights are steak night. So go down there, say hi to Jeff and Casey, get yourself something awesome to eat and uh, I'm telling you, you you guys would love it. Auspet Miners, your trusted pet care alternatives at auspetminers.com.au. Um, uh, call Mr. Spencer, Mr. Kevin Spencer, today at 048 They do the dog walking, the pet transport, the waste removal, the feeding and watering. They administer medications. If you go away, uh, they'll look after your animal, but they will also... Uh, put your bins in and out. They will also um, do security checks, pretty much everything you need to do with your pet. Uh, go to ozpetminers.com.au. And of course, doobsis.com. That's D-O-O-B-S-I-S-S.com. Uh, web and application development. My homeboy, Ivan, he does the entire design, development, and deployment life cycle. He'll create new websites, customize existing websites. He'll do plugins and API development, front-end and back-end design and development, custom PHP and JavaScript modules, on-page and off-page search engine optimization. The guy does it all. So go see him at doobsis.com. That's D-O-O-B-S-I-S-S.com. And um, 
of course, my little brother, Phil the Cruz at uh, Cruise PT. Uh, if you ever wanted to learn to fight and get super fit, he is your man. Look him up at Facebook, on Facebook and uh, on Instagram, some crazy workouts. And that's Cruise PT, C-R-U-Z space PT. So we're having a little bit of a, a chat about, um, you know, owning your own shit and the benefits of unhappiness. And I think, I think in a lot of ways, ownership is the key. So taking ownership of these feelings and understanding that it's all on you, your ability to feel something or to not feel something is on you. It's how you perceive it. I think this is the key. Uh, The second thing in uh, part of that ownership process is to understand that not everything is going to go your way, okay? Sometimes shit is going to go wrong, and there's not much you can do about it, right? Um, And you're going to feel down. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel grief and rejection. But that's okay, too, because that's part of being human. And don't buy into the whole society mindset of, oh, no, 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 you know, you have to feel happy. Go out and buy something or go out and fuck someone or go out and do whatever to make yourself happy. Don't do that, dude. Don't do that. Sit. Understand that what you're experiencing is fine and it's going to hurt. And then get up and start making some logical decisions. Because the thing about ownership, I think in a lot of ways, that's where emotional intelligence comes in and that's where strength comes in. Um, some of the people that I, that are the most grounded, that feel that, that, that are the best and the smartest people that I know, are some of the people that I know that have suffered the worst. And it was through that suffering that they kind of made up their minds. They said, no, I'm not going to do what society wants me to. I'm not going to start drinking and taking drugs because I've been rejected by this girl or go out and fuck someone else or because I didn't get that job. I'm not going to go out and get drunk and punch shit out of someone. I'm going to own it. I'm going to understand that this is it. It was outside my control or maybe it was in my control, but there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm just going to go and I'm going to do what I need to do. That is what I think intelligence, emotional intelligence is. That's what I think being an adult is. That's what I think will make you a better person is taking that ownership, taking all that pain, eating it, and then moving right past it onto something more positive. All right, I'm going to play a couple more songs and we're going to come back and close off the show.
reached the end of yet another wonderful show um i hope you guys have enjoyed it i hope you guys have taken something away from it i think in summary that the key here is that happiness isn't a bad thing to be happy is a good thing but i think we need to understand a few key concepts and the first thing is we're never going to be happy all the time it doesn't work that way there has to be pockets of happiness and pockets of sadness And I actually think that that's very, very healthy to understand that and to stop constantly striving to be happy and understand that those in those sad moments, that's where we have our greatest potential for growth, our greatest potential to be the very best versions of ourselves, because that sadness will either force us to make a positive choice or a negative choice uh, to rise above all, all of these problems and to rise above that sadness. And some people choose to make a positive decision and and own that sadness and say, yep, you know what? I'm sad. It's been a bad day. But you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to do this and this is positive. Or alternatively, we go away and we make really bad decisions where we say, yeah, you know what? I just want to dull this out. I don't want to own it. I don't want to be here in my mind anymore. So I'm just going to fucking do drugs or I'm going to drink myself stupid or instead I'm going to just, you know, do whatever the fuck I want to do. And then what tends to happen is things just get worse because then we start getting to self-loathing and all this other shit that you really don't want in your life. So I think the key takeaways are understand you're not going to be happy all the time. Stop striving to be happy all the time. Have a healthy self-image. Know what you're capable of and what you're not and then come to terms with it. Okay? Um, Don't Don't let the world 
tell you what is right or wrong. You already know what is right or wrong based on your own compass. Find your own compass and then align yourself to it and you'll be a much, much happier person. All right, uh, we've reached the end of the show. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you! So I hope uh, I hope you guys have taken something away. Remember, I'm not a guru. A lot of people say, oh, dude, that's really good. You know, you should do something. I'm, that's not what I do, right? I'm not a fucking guru. I'm not a life coach. I'm just as fucked up as all of you are, one way or another. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. Um, so it's important for you guys to understand that I'm not here to give you advice on how to fix your life because I can barely fix mine. I'm just spinning my wheels here. And if you guys manage to learn something and apply something to your own lives, then you know what? My job is done. And I'm I'm happy to have been, I guess, able to help in whatever way I could. So have a great week. Be good to yourselves. Be good to others. Remember who loves you. Uncle Paulie loves you. And I'll see you next week. Deuces!
miles of go-go Oh, with the record selection and the mirror's reflection I'm a-dancing with myself Oh, when there's no one else inside But in the crowd and lonely night Well, I wait so long for my love vibration And I'm dancing with myself Dancing with myself I'm not the 